Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ethan. Yeah. This is the intro to the podcast. Okay. okay. Yesterday, mm. I come home from us trying to record the podcast on Monday, wallowing in my own self-pity going, oh no, oh no, whatever shall I do? I do not have a topic. And I take my little my little set of keys here. This is some ADR for the for the people back home. Yeah. I take my little keys. I take the littlest key. Mm-hmm. It is always the smallest that is that that has the biggest the biggest impact. And so I and you unlock I, your topic I, safe. I unlocked close. I unlocked a mailbox and my <laughs> mailbox. And guess what was waiting for me in there? The August 2021 edition of New Polity okay. Magazine and a bucket of topics <laughs> fell out. That's right, baby. We're doing a post liberalism oh, cast tonight. Boy. Let's go! And then the ready. intro music comes in. <laughs> yeah, huh? That's what happens in the intro. Post liberal cast, baby. <laughs> I was I was so sad, wallowing my own self pity, coming home after school and i couldn't come up with the topic and then my two fairies cosmo and wanda said why are you down and i said i don't have a topic they said just wish for one you goofs just wish for one you i goof. wish that i had a podcast topic and then jorgen foster was, no you cannot reach for the topic Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that claps and forgets that his wife is trying to fall asleep. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. I thought you said she couldn't hear you. She, well, I said that to convince myself that this was okay. Oh, no. Is this not okay? Oh, it's definitely okay. Oh, okay, good. Is the fan on? The fan is on. The AC is on. The The barn door is shut. Sure. Every, everything is is the way that it ought to be. Got it. Um. We're, we're, we're podcasting, 9 p.m. podcasting. 9 p.m. podcasting. time. 10 p.m. podcasting Eastern Standard Time. Oh, that's true. It's very late, but luckily, it's very late where you are. I do have to get up early tomorrow, um, yeah. but that's fine. That's fine because I have to get up early to write a script. Because if I don't get up and write this script, I'm going to be in. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about you, that on the podcast. What script? What? Hold, t- tell me about it. What, I have a, fr- a script. I have a freelancing job, and I have a bunch of notes written for this script, and I have a, like a big outline. Is but this I need for to, a like, television solid- program. No, no, no. I'm, I'm scripting a video for a friend's uh, a friend's mm. ministry, and I. Gotcha. Um, I have a meeting with him tomorrow, and I have all my I have all my uh, the I have the, the flow of the script down. I have pretty much everything down, but I haven't sat down and like written it. Like I have it outlined. Ah, uh, yes. I have it outlined. I just need to like gussy it up a little bit. So I don't want to show up to this meeting and be like, "Hey, it's been a week since we met, and uh, I have an outline for you." You know, like, gussy. I need to gussy it up. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You never every gu- every once in a while a word gets reintroduced into my vocabulary. Yeah, and it just it's delightful. Oh, it's great. I love gussy. the word gussy. It's awesome. That's a great yes, word. It's great. So I've I've got my I've got my PBR in my yes. Sharapa Brewing Company glass. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's Nick and Riley's face on it. <laughs> I'm drinking. You know what this is? Jameson. Bur- no, it's a bullet. Oh, nice. Yeah. This is this is still I'm still going through wedding liquor, which is nice. I can drink without me too. Like guilty. The 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 liquor that was left over from my bachelor party is still. That's awesome. It's still in my liquor cabinet, and and that's with me giving an entire bottle to Nick Sharapa. 
I still have a whole bottle of scotch, a whole bottle of Woodford Reserve, which I'm saving mm-hmm. for a special occasion. Great. Um, like two bottles of wine, and I think, and there's a bottle of Tito's, but that's that's just because. Uh, me and I like to make Moscow mules on occasion. I, de- I decided to put Jameson in the beer. In the beer? Yeah. You're joking. No, it's very good. Why would you do that? You've never done that before? No, I've never done that before because I'm not an animal. No, beer and whiskey taste amazing together. Beer before whiskey, never frisky. <laughs> 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 Which is exactly why I do it. That's why the monks exactly. did it. Because right. so they it would never the get frisky. They would ne- you always want your monk to stay a frisk <laughs> frisk averse but no um, it's it's very good it it's it's okay. like it's like how people put a shot of espresso in water it's like it's an americano a, no, it, <laughs> it's a german americano it's a german american it's an irish americano that's what we should mm. call it instead of the other offensive name for the drink i was gonna say something oh along the lines of you have a script that you haven't written uh-huh i'm giving a talk tomorrow night not written we should hope. We very much should hope that the people who are paying us slash asking us very politely to do these things mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. don't listen to this podcast. Dare we hope that all all talks be written? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it should be. It's really fun. It's a uh, mass meal and mission, which is kind of a cool archdiocese of Oklahoma City young adult event. Mm-hmm. They moved it to Friday night because every other young adult event on the planet is on Thursday nights, and so. <laughs> um, they did it on Friday night, which is kind of exciting. So I get to go get to go to mass at seven p.m., which first of all, what? Um, and then there's a dinner, and then I'm speaking, I'm talking, which I'm super excited about. I'm talking about human formation, which is, as you know, one of my favorite things. That sounds amazing. Can we talk about universal human salvation? There's a word, fancy word for it. I think it's called apoplectic apo. Apophatic. Universalism? Oh, universalism. No, 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 no. It's different. The the dairy the hope that, Patrick really dairy, <laughs> the dairy hope that all men are saved thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is a big old. There's a big old fancy Greek word for it. Appalachianism. Sure, the Appalachian Trailism. <laughs> um, I was thinking about that yesterday because my my professor mentioned it in class, and I was like, it's really hard to like like I I have a, I have a I have a very good friend who who has said, um, yeah, sure, there's a hell. It's empty. And I respect that. I really, I honestly, unironically do, because okay. I think that I think that um, it it reveals a an incredible faith in the providence of God to to he, to reconcile himself to humanity and reconcile himself to, himself to every individual. But I think it's very hard hard to hold that and simultaneously uh, read in the Bible how King Herod dressed in all silver walked onto a balcony declared i am god and then was immediately struck down and eaten by worms it's really difficult to have those people and also hold that hell is empty yeah you still could though it's not impossible Mm -hmm. or jesus saying i'm gonna separate the sheep and the goats and yeah you know like it's like hmm are they just gonna be separated for like five minutes <laughs> and then those and then the goats all... are the goats are going to go to sensitivity training and then they're going to come down. Yeah. <laughs> Why do the goats have to be the bad guys? Goats are real cute. I used to have goats. I've been thinking about goats. Mm-hmm. Um, you have I room have, for them in your backyard. In my big big book of self sufficiency <laughs> that I'm still borrowing from the library because there's no late fees at the Oklahoma City Library. So basically, <laughs> you can just take books and never give them back. The self sufficient life and how to live it. <laughs> Step one: go to your local go library. To library. <laughs> Check out every book. <laughs> There's got to be a limit on how many books you could take out. Maybe. Maybe. 
but let's test it, right? Sure. Let's test the limits. It's like when you were a kid. You don't know how serious your mom is about taking away your PlayStation until right. you test the limits. Yeah. So wait, what is the crunch today? Welcome to the crunch, the only podcast that it's the only podcast that didn't that clapped. That's right. I, I forgot yes. what it was. Yeah, that's okay. All I right. had something funny earlier. This, this is week. going. I didn't this write is it going down. Everybody, text me right now. If you're listening to this, you have my number. Text me and say, Ethan. If when you think of something funny, put it in your notes app. Put it in the notes app. Ethan, put it in the notes app. It's there. That's what the phone is there. Make for. a note right now and title it "Funny Things to Say on the Pod, on the Cast, on the Podcast, and on the Podcast." <laughs> can I tell you? Can I show you something good? Can I give you maybe a glory story? Maybe absolutely. A gig? We can definitely shimmy, have a glory shimmy, shimmy, story. Snap, clap. Yeah. Uh, I installed. Well, I didn't install. I paid for the unlimited version of Blocksite, the Chrome extension. Yeah. And it has been, and I, I had Emma put a password on my personal phone and on my work phone. And I've synced Blocksite across all, all of my machines, so my work computer and my laptop. I feel like a completely different person. So you have like nothing now? I have nothing. What is Blocksite? Blocksite is a Chrome extension where you can... Uh, specifically block particular websites and I find it to be the most effective and simple to use uh, website blocker obviously it doesn't work if you like open up Safari or whatever but like who uses Safari <laughs> yeah literally I would rather never go on the internet than use Microsoft then, Edge Microsoft Edge my gosh it uh, tries to be Chrome so bad they're like hey we even copied your bookmarks over for you like hey nobody told you you could do that Edge stay over there Yeah. so I just wanted to say that over the past couple of days, while I've had some failures, uh, I feel like we're we're really turning a corner on this whole Ethan is addicted to media thing. I love it. This is so yeah. good. This so is very good. Exciting. Yes. Because then I'm just like sitting there and I'm in the office and no one else is there and I just can't access any websites because it's all password protected. Mm-hmm. And so I just have to like click open a new tab five times and then I'm like, dang it, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> so I have to I have to get back to work. Um. I love that. Which is which might be our third topic after next week's topic. That really we got to write down topics. I want to declare. You know how they always have like 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 this year was the year of Saint Joseph. Yes, still is right? you remember, until you that? until December the eighth. You know when the year ends. Right. Well, it's it was it was the year of Saint Joseph until Saint Joseph's feast day in March, and then everyone forgot that it was the year of Saint Joseph. <laughs> um, <laughs> he has two feast days. He does. Saint Joseph the worker and Saint Joseph the. St. Joseph, the Feast of St. Joseph, Spouse of Mary, and then the Feast spouse of St. Joseph, the Joseph. Communist. I mean, worker. Get out of here. That's uh, why they put it there, to, to, to stick it to the commies. But what I was saying is, and then once we're, we're done with this, we can get into the topic. Okay. Um, is I want to declare next year, so this year's the year of St. Joseph. We had the year of mercy a couple years ago. I want next year, year 2022 to be, I'm announcing this now so everyone can get ready and start writing books and making lots of money off of it. The year of boredom. <laughs> I yeah. want I want to be so bored next year oh, because so I want bored. to stop entertaining myself at every possible opportunity. It's the year of Neil. Neil Postman, that is. The year <laughs> that we stop amusing ourselves to death. Yes. Um, I love uh, that. Can yes. I, can so if I, anybody wants to join in on the year of boredom, we're starting December 8th, apparently. Yeah, this will be a thing. We'll do this. Yeah. That's, I'm, yeah. I, uh, uh, we, need, we need to start. We need to start. Jordan, I need you to draw up a... I need you to drop a social media campaign and throw it in the garbage because we're going bored. We're, we're not bored. doing, we're not doing, we're not doing no bored social media. Yes. No social media. Jordan, you can do our social media. So you yeah. can you can tell people to stop using it. Um, cool. 
Uh, I have one more glory story that I need to share with you. I'm not going to share this whole email, and I'll forward this email to you because it was a very good email. Will, I haven't been able to... um, I haven't been able to read this entire thing because I got it this morning and I was like, oh man, I love this. Um, Hi, Ethan and Patrick. My name is Will. I've been listening to your podcast every week for a few months now. Before I go into what this email is actually about, I wanted to let you know that I heard Eliza's Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. I did ask her on a date. We're actually dating now. (laughs) That's amazing. Huge, right? Huge, right? I really hope that he's okay with me sharing this because he mentioned something very sweet that they've been best friends for a long time. He realized that he liked her over the summer and just didn't realize it. Buddy, it's okay. Come on. We've all been there. We're not going to dunk on you. But, I mean, you know, you know. And he says... Uh, since we first became friends, I've noticed she's such a strong and holy woman. I see so tangibly the heart of Jesus in the way she lives and the way she treats me. I wow. love that. We love That's to amazing. see it. We love something positive coming out of Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. Instead of just instead of just uh, Eliezer. <laughs> oh, gosh. If Eliezer, if you're listening, and I know that you are, come on. You got to come, come on. on. You got to come on the it's podcast. Time. Come on the podcast. We'll have you on the for year- 10 minutes. The year of boredom, the only excitement we're allowed to have is when LEAs are finally revealed. <laughs> when LEAs are um, finally answers the dubia. Can I have one more glory story? One more glory story. <laughs> it's not really a glory story. Did you listen to that episode of The Scruple that Regan King posted in the Facebook group? No, I didn't listen to it. They talked about us. Oh, yeah. I should have. I should. My, my, my pride in being talked about should have motivated me. But It, it should have. I felt, yeah. Um, are we going on their podcast? Oh, okay. most certainly. I'm so excited. Do you want to? I would love to. Yeah, me too. I, I was listening to them talk, and then I'm pretty sure whoever it was, Philip, he'd be like, that's so crazy, eh? And I'm like, whoa, you did it. You did the You're thing. You're Canada. You're that's Canada. Amazing. That's this cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Regan asked me for some feedback, so I sent him like a three-minute long voice memo. of just like <laughs> You and your voice memos. I love to, dude. Voice memos are so funny. I'm running remember around. That fu- remember that funny joke I told you this week? That was great. I was running <laughs> around. I was running around uh, with, before Phoebe left. I was holding my voice memo app, the messages app. I was holding the voice memo button in her face, and I was like, "Phoebe, say everyone's talking about blank. Fill in the blanks. Everybody's talking about blank, but nobody's talking about blank." And she was like, "Uh, everyone's talking. Why are you recording me?" <laughs> Very justly upset that I'm yes. recording her without her permission. Without her consent. Without her <laughs> express consent of the NFL. Like, everyone's talking about carving pumpkins, but nobody's talking about how adorable little pumpkins are. Have you seen a little pumpkin yet? All right. Patrick's getting up and he's walking away. Dang it. And the mic. <laughs> uh, I should stop screaming. I love it in an yeah, apartment. You but the, you the people above me are so loud that if I they, scream, people are just going to think scream. it's the people above me. That's true. This. You're on the bottom floor. You're in the basement, aren't you? We are in the basement. It's very nice. It's very temperature controlled. This is our pumpkin. We bought this pumpkin at a farm. It is an actual real life pumpkin. And yeah. it looks like it was made at Hobby Lobby. You ain't never seen one of those before? This is so cute. It's so little. We, We're both from the South. This is so little. Okay, I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> food, Midwest, food is not grown there. It's shipped there, okay? In the Midwest, uh, believe it or not, pumpkins grow on trees. <laughs> You think the other day, trees? the other day I was complaining to Emma about some like work thing, and 
because there's this there's clients who like desire things and you're like that's unrealistic and they're like but i need it and you're like okay <laughs> what you need doesn't exist so can you please refine uh what you need you can't um, possibly need it because you your desires can only match that things that exist so sorry. exactly well it's like well what you need does exist and it's possible to exist but it's going to cost four million dollars so i need you to fork up the cash or change what you want um so somebody was wanting like a piece of land to build something on and they were wanting a very particular kind of land a particular size and a particular area and i was like she she's just being so ridiculous it's not like land grows on trees it's quite the opposite <laughs> And I started to make myself laugh when I forgot that I was upset. And it was a That's very wholesome That's so funny. I love moment. that. I love I that. I cracked myself up. Yeah. I saw I, like land grows on trees. Phoebe was, trying to, <laughs> Phoebe was trying to make me smile for a picture the other day. Uh-huh. And um, because I, I, I forget why she's taking a picture of me. But um, she was like trying to make me laugh for a picture so that she could put it on Instagram. And she like kept trying to make a joke. And I was like, Phoebe, you have to, you have to make a joke that i've made you have to reference a joke mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. i made and that will make me laugh and so she referenced a time that we were on an airboat and the, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the airboat stopped and the guy was like if you look closely you can see some fish and i saw a cow grazing in the ground <laughs> and i pointed at it and i went that's a weird looking fish <laughs> That's pretty funny. And she was like, and she was like, she just all she said was, "That's a weird looking fish." And I like <laughs> lost. It. <laughs> uh, I don't remember That's if he actually so said. Funny. I don't remember if he actually said you could see some fish. But I don't know what's funnier if he said look for a fish and I saw a cow, or if I just looked at a cow and said that's a weird looking fish. <laughs> what is an airboat? Um, it's a plane. I'm just kidding. Is that, but is, it, that, no. is that something that's only in the south too? Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's because it's because the rivers are so marshy that like even at its deepest, there's still like grass that grows all uh-huh. the way up through it, and so you can't you can't have a motor that's underneath the water because the motor would get tied up in the uh, grass. Ah, it's one of those things that has the giant fan on the back. Yes, yeah, I it, see. It should be called a fan boat, quite honestly. It should be called a fan boat. Because an air boat, it's like it, there's air everywhere. There's air everywhere. You know? What are you talking about? Yeah, every air, doesn't, an air, air doesn't grow on trees. It's quite the opposite. Did you ever go on? Maybe this is a thing that only happened in Branson, Missouri, when I took when I went on vacation with my family when I was like eight. But there were these like duck tours. You ever been on any of these? No, that sounds like it was only in Branson, Missouri in two thousand eight. Right, so they went on these duck tours. And the recession, these... man. Those ducks. <laughs> they, they needed anything they could do to get that bread. <laughs> I know. There were these duck tours, and it wasn't like you go and you see ducks. It was you got on a boat. It was a for when Ethan was eight years old, this was the wildest thing in the world. The boat, it had wheels. So it would drove on the road. And then what they would do is the dude would just drive straight at the river and just crash into crash it. Into and, it yeah. and it turned, and it turned into a boat into and a you boat, would go yeah. to the other side and you get, they gave you these little duck honkers. Yeah. You go quack, and quack. So, yeah. And so when you'd pass another one, like everyone would lean out the side and go, <laughs> and, just remembering that whole experience, I was just like, that is the most amazing thing that like we <laughs> created as a nation. Like we have, we, first of all, we created a, a car that turns into a boat and we gave everyone duck lips. Does to it turn, it. does it turn back into a car? 
Yes. Oh, I thought it was like a one-shot deal. It's like, no, hold on, guys, I gotta run this just, thing. There's just hundreds of boats just floating down the river. It's They're like, like, man, we can't get them back. We gotta figure really out how to put the wheels back on. Not a profitable business. It's, like, it's like the rockets. It like the the fuel, the fuselage, like just it's a one-time just, use deal. Just drops off. Just drops off. But if anybody else has been on those on the duck tour, I've seen uh, those before. The, the you know what I'm talking the boat, about? The boat boat car things. Yeah, I've seen those. My my dad sent a picture to our family group chat of a guy who turned a motorcycle into one of those. He turned a motorcycle into a motorcycle. So it's called Ride the Duck. <laughs> oh, is the boat shaped like a duck? No, it's just... so. Oh, it's just called a duck tour. Huh. I'm not even making it up. Okay, it's not just in Branson, Missouri. Duck tours are tours that take place on purpose-built amphibious tour buses. And modified surplus amphibious military vehicles. Uh, they're often offered as tourist attractions in Harbor River. So they're called cities. duck tours because ducks are also on land and in the water. Correct. Got it. I thought that you were looking for ducks. Well, there was no, there's no looking for ducks, but you do get duck lips that go. Hur. Gotcha. The two yes. duck themed things made me think that the point of it was ducks, but the point of no, it is you're the on point a point of it. The point of it is that you are like a duck. You're you are a duck. Got it. Right. And so this particular it's like, duck it's like tour, Catholicism where people think the point of it is Mary. And it's like, no, you need to be like Mary. Oh, okay, cool. That, that's exactly the same. <laughs> you need to be like a duck. Um, the duck boats were first planned to be used for the New England Patriots in 1997. However, they did not win Super Bowl 31. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what that means. I don't. I don't they, the duck boats were planned to be used by the New England Patriots for what? I don't know. It doesn't even say. Well, much of the pre- oh, for the parade. Oh. Um, so there have been six. The, while much of the parade routes over the years consisted of ducks staying on land, some featured the ducks traversing both the land and across the Charles river that'd be kind of cool um the seafair pirates in seattle used a moby duck modified to look like a spanish galleon as their primary means of amphibious transport um i love it i love i love that they took boats made for storming normandy and turned them into tourist tourism i think tourism. that that is that is the epitome of the post-war America. It's like yeah. we did it. Yeah. We we won the World War, both of them back to back. We now own Earth, and we're gonna make mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna make water land boats. That's what we're gonna make. I almost said this water boats. Insert clip of Norm Macdonald. Everybody's talking about Iran, North Korea. There's only one country that scares me. I don't know if you guys are much history buffs. <laughs> But Germany is the country that scares me the most. It's so funny. I don't know if you guys are history buffs. I love Pete Davidson. And I understand that this is like, this is like, the people who like Pete Davidson probably don't really know who Norm MacDonald is. But Pete Davidson is my current favorite character, character, cast member on Saturday Night Live, which is not a compliment. (laughs) Yeah. Because there aren't a lot. Uh, Keenan Keenan Thompson's still on there, you know. He's doing, oh, he he's is? doing his thing. Oh yeah, he's he might wait. Yeah, I feel like he is. But oh, he's yeah, he definitely is. Uh, but Pete Davidson was he was wearing a Norm Macdonald's tribute T-shirt on his last appearance on. He he like he like rolls into like one weekend update like every season. He's like barely right. on the show, but he's been getting more roles on Saturday Night Live, and I think oh. it's an incredibly good thing. He's very, nice. very funny. Pete Davidson. Yeah. 
And he's funnier when he's on broadcast television because he doesn't talk about his sexual exploits or his drug habits as much. Well, that's good. As much. That's good. We like that. We like that. Yeah. The problem is, is that you're admitting to me that you watch cable broadcast television. The only reason I know is because I heard about, I heard that he played Dog the Bounty Hunter on an episode, and I was like, that must have been a really interesting sketch featuring Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Hunter. And it was just a, it was just a brief cameo in the middle of a sketch about something completely different, and it wasn't actually that interesting. It was, hey, aren't school board meetings wacky? And it's like, yeah, they've always been. It's just now they're about something that's national news, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it was essentially... Um, it was the the same. It was essentially the the same joke over and over again. It's like aren't don't isn't aren't people who don't like <laughs> policies that we make crazy? Aren't they wild? Aren't people yeah. who don't like the policy crazy? Yeah. Um. And it was uh, what's like propaganda, but for Congress. Uh. <laughs> you know, like TV shows that are supposed to make cops look real good, so that. We yeah. forget about all the bad things the cops do. What's sure. that but for the government? Because it's what Saturday Night Live is. Huh. C-SPAN. <laughs> no, I don't think C-SPAN does that. Oh, okay. I don't know. I can't think of it. Copaganda is pretty good. Copaganda is like, that's biting. That's pretty hardcore. I've never heard the phrase copaganda until you just said it. Really? Right okay. I, I yes. think I love the phrase. I think it's. I think it's important to talk about how the popularity of TV shows like Blue Bloods can shape people's opinions on public policy surrounding our law enforcement. Um, but I think it's also equally hilarious to talk about how Paw Patrol is problematic because there's a dog who's also in the arm in the in the in the in the law enforcement. You know, nobody's nobody's talking about how Chicago Fire is shaping public perception of fire, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, oh man, but could it's you, crazy. But could so, you imagine? Could you imagine if the cops were also in charge of putting out fires? Could you roll it all into one? Could you imagine? Let's. We need to cut costs as a nation. Let's Um, roll the fire department. Could you imagine if they had to uh, respond to domestic disputes, um, shoot, shoot out, have shootouts with armed robbers, uh, solve murders, and put out fires, um, and also deal with mental health health crises? That that's exactly how we deal with the police department and mental health crises. And imagine the paperwork. Imagine oh the paperwork. What if we? What if it was the opposite? What if we made the firefighters fight crime? <laughs> I think that actually might be a bit more effective. They're already skilled in fighting something. What if right? we it's made in the name? Yes, it's in the name firefighter, right? Uh-huh. So they're already, you know, they got their. They're ready. Their fists are up. They're they're punching the flames. So what if you took? <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> so you took the firefighter and you said, "Hey, f- just fight crime." It's like oh, I've already got the skill set. I'm already so good at fighting things that people don't want in their houses. Right, but I'm thinking, like, generally firefighters are like, hey, I'm here, I've got medical knowledge, um, I can carry 500 pounds on my back in 900 degree weather, uh, I'm generally pretty helpful. I, was, I had something interesting to say about, so, oh, we should go to a school board meeting. Yeah. And make it, <laughs> okay, alright. Okay. But we should go in a, in a district where neither of us belong. <laughs> yeah. And we should uh, <clears throat> sabotage the school board meeting. <laughs> Be like, right, we want to talk uh, to you guys about the need to educate children about new media particularly podcasts i would um, like to i would like to take my our time podcast <laughs> i would like to take my time to read a section from a little book that i like to call de-schooling society by yvonne illich oh gosh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one would say that institutionalism is good if the institutions are uh are voluntary um the worst institutions are the ones that are mandatory meaning that the worst institutions in order are school and the military 
(laughs) (laughs) And this is a man writing in Vietnam during Vietnam when you were forced to be in the military, even if you. And they put school first. And they put school first. What a guy. I feel like we've done a lot of topics already. Uh, <laughs> I know we really have just cut through, cut through a lot of a lot of BS that's out there. If everyone we, just listened to our podcast, there'd be no problems. The 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 name of today's uh, today's podcast in our in our calendar is Ethan and Patrick solve everything. So that's true. That is, <laughs> that is what I like. That's what I like about our podcast is we have wacky names for our meetings and our Outlook calendars yes. because we refuse to become Patrick adults. A, I always say Patrick a goofy goofy. <laughs> name for the podcast meeting time it's uh it's like it's little things you know you gotta we like to have fun we have fun really we have fun (laughs) hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch sorry to interrupt what i'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation but i wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors we will be back right after this um so today i want to talk about conservatives uh not in general uh i don't i don't think i don't think that nothing it, nothing is worse than talking in generalities than talking in specifics <laughs> that's the only two ways to talk um <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- this article that i that i read in in new polity magazine is called maga and the active god um and so it's specifically about the maga movement as like a uh as as a movement in and of itself. And I, I think now that we're kind of <laughs> past it. Yeah. Just give it a year. Yeah. Right. Now that, now that we're kind of past like the, cause like the, the, the Maricopa County election audit results came back. It's not, there are people who are going to denounce that the, the election results till the cows come home. Right. Like it's, it's never sure. going to, it's never going to end for some, but largely the country's moved on it's not really in the news anymore except for fringe outlets that are like covering or news outlets that are covering fringe media. Sure. sure so yeah. like Trump lost. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, he, sure. and he came out and he was like, you know, you guys should take the vaccine and like a lot of his base is unhappy with him. And so he's not, he's not a powerhouse as much anymore. Right. Like the MAGA movement yeah. is kind of dying, but, but the other thing that's good to know is that he's going to win the Republican nomination in 2024. So I would, I will bet, money that he won't i will give you fifty dollars if if it's anyone other than him great okay deal seriously deal. i do yeah, not i do not it. think yeah. i don't think trump will win the not republican who, nomination who else would it be i don't know but it won't be him i can guarantee you that it's not gonna okay be him. i don't we'll think see. he has it'll be it'll be marjorie taylor green i you have to give he's me one hundred dollars if it's marjorie taylor green what you forget is that he's got russia <laughs> on his side <laughs> oh man yeah, I did forget that. But you hey, did. fifty dollars. Everyone always forgets. Fifty dollars uh, is fifty dollars. So, <laughs> so this uh, this this article this article was actually it was it was very insightful. Um, it talked about how the the MAGA movement tried to give a an alternative to the liberal idea of God, but it accidentally gave the exact same liberal view mm-hmm. of God. So it's okay. like so. This podcast is about how conservatism is basically just liberalism a couple of years behind. Yes. So that's that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Sound good? Oh yeah. Great. All right. Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're in because I. I one one thing one thing jumped out at me, and he, he talked he talked about the active God reality, mm-hmm. and specifically how 
he wanted to he wanted to look at the author's Anthony Baker. He wanted to look at why Trump became such a deified figure in mm-hmm. evangelical Protestant and even evangel like even conservative Catholic circles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He mentioned that some people were using the analogy of like King Cyrus of Persia to describe Trump and like, oh, he's not he's not a member of Israel. He's not a member of the church, but he's anointed by God to like save what? us from the Democrats. Yeah, that was a, that was a thing that conservative Christians were using to huh. justify Donald Trump. And again, it's like, oh, some people were using this in May of 2018. But it's like. I, I have heard this this parallel used, um, but again, that's all anecdotal. But I think I think it's it's interesting to see the way that people interpret that. And uh, the other thing was like people either deified him or used him as a means to an end of like, well, God has put him in this place so that we can affect these legislative changes, like mm-hmm. conservative Supreme court justices, you know? Yes. And Patrick Sips, he wanted to, he wanted, he was like, he brought up a really good question. He's like, why were people so willing to set aside moral depravity in favor of short-term political gain generally that's the question you wanted to ask it's a good question why do you think ethan uh because i think people just desperately desire to be validated right i thought you were gonna say people desperately desire a fascist ruler to just tell them what to do i i don't think trump was a fascist and i think that no, I don't say, wrong. but I think we want that. <laughs> I think deep well, down we just want. It I think we'd bit. be better off with a fascist. Oh gosh! Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least then I would be actively oppressed um, <laughs> instead of just passively, slowly, get, little by little, get, accepting my own oppression. There's way more dudes that are that are saints under active, uh, angry rule. I see than what ones you mean. <laughs> under under just milk toast. 85 year old dudes getting joe biden so um <laughs> i don't think anybody actually likes joe biden i don't i i his poll numbers are like 16 percent. like really it's really i don't know i made that number up but. i like him i like him because i forget he's the president you know yes. like I, <laughs> I like i like joe biden because i don't think about him you know like yeah. he's just he's, he's exactly where he needs to be yeah. far away from my mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know corn pop was a bad dude he ran with some bad boys. <laughs> sure, you know <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what Joe Biden would say. Um, so let me. I think people like to be validated. Yes. So, what you had in 2016, um, which holy cow, 2016 <laughs> that was a long time ago. That was when we started the podcast. What you had in 2016 was people who had gone through eight years of Obama, right? And the country changed a lot between. 2008 and 2016 yes and just we generally culture yeah and society changed a lot between those years you and had we the legalization of we genuinely we generally attribute change to the guy on top whether rightly or wrongly yes yeah. yes or people just associate it with with an an era like the obama era and everything that kind of came along with that right so you had the legalization of gay marriage at the supreme court you had the advent of social media in its modern form mm-hmm. um and just the explosion of everything that comes along with that and the hyper-connectedness that just wasn't a thing when Bush was president. Um, and you just have a lot of like social uh, movements start to gain momentum, right? Black Lives Matter. You have the trans rights movements. 
you have uh, obviously the gay marriage thing, you know, and then that bolstered the other two. Um, and you just, it, and if you are a person who generally consider themselves to be like, like you weren't, if you weren't super in favor of Bush, but like you thought he was better than Bill Clinton, you know, um, then all of a sudden you find yourself just being pushed away from what the Obama era Democrats are saying, right? You're like, are, are lost and confused. And so there's this, this desire to be validated where it's like, okay, holy cow. Um, there's this guy who's coming up and like pushing back and no one seems to know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Cause for so long under Obama, everyone had to like be cool with Obama because Obama was the cool president and he did all these cool things and he was for the youth and for all these movements and for all these things. And we had to like be pro Obama and everybody loved Obama. Mm -hmm. And, and that was just like, he was a very popular president. That's just the, that was just the sentiment. Yeah. And so if you disagreed with him, even if maybe you thought he was charismatic and liked him as a person, uh, you felt like you were kind of taking crazy pills for disagreeing with him. So then when all of a sudden this guy who you remember from the apprentice starts <laughs> saying stuff that you've like secretly been thinking, but like not sure if it was real because everyone else likes Obama. All of a sudden you're just like, Oh wait, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking, mm -hmm. you know? And like, maybe he goes too far in some places, but like, I'm still definitely more with this guy than with Hillary. Who's just white female Obama, <laughs> you know? And that's like, it, it just seems very obvious that there are people who were saw the cultural and societal change, saw what was happening and didn't hear anybody else speaking for them because everyone else just liked Obama, <laughs> you know? So that was, that would be why I would consider like Trump getting this really big upswing of mm -hmm. support because he stood out and was, and said things that no one else would say um, at a time when Republicans or people who were opposed to that kind of, not even Republicans, people who were opposed to that kind of shift in culture, they were being very soft. They were not saying a lot of things. I think, uh, I think, I think part of it, something I've been thinking about for a bit is that the reality of, of American politics and American like two party politics is that your, your party does better when they're losing. Mm -hmm. Like you always, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's the, it's the Monday morning quarterback, right? It's like everybody wants the, the only guy who could have done a better job than the guy on the field is a second string quarterback. You know, you always want to be the second right. string quarterback because everyone's like, Oh, if he was in, he would have done, you know? Uh -huh. And so I think, I think I'm I think sure if Hillary were president during the coronavirus pandemic, she would have handled it perfectly. Absolutely, no one would have died, and and no one would have died. It would coronavirus would have actually actually um, been great. It would have given people superpowers, and mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, it's like it's that's 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 the feeling. That's the sentiment, right? And what I what I think happened was republic the conservative movement i don't want to say republicans because it's like it's not even people who just identify as republican right. it's libertarian yeah, and the 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 conservative the right wing got this like petri dish this incubation for eight years of just like the steady increase of like discomfort yeah and it it was of what's popular and acceptable and it was it was like it was like the 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 far right the far right media sphere, which not everyone is aware of, like trickles down into. Uh -huh. It's a very conservative idea trickling down into what is mainstream, right? And so, which is why, like, and it's that that Overton window thing of like, then the mainstream is going to get more radicalized, and so now you have like Tucker Carlson saying thing on saying things on primetime news that you would have you would have only heard Alex Jones saying ten years ago, mm -hmm. and so like you you have this like. 
This that, I want that Tucker Carlson to talk about the Bohemian Grove on primetime. Do you want him to talk about? Be- I feel like, I think he might have. We just Google Tucker Carlson Bohemian Grove. Um, yeah, I I forget what he said. Like, there's something that was really egregious that he just doubled down on. Anyway, are you looking mm-hmm. it up too? I am. Carry on. I can. I have to look things up so that you can keep talking. So I can vamp. Yes. I I haven't seen it. I don't think he talked about it. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. Uh, but yeah, so like that—that's that's that's a, that's a reality of like what the right-wing media sphere looked like in developing through the Obama era, and I think it paved the way for Donald Trump. But there, there have been a lot of good books that I've read about. Like I don't know if you know this. I don't know if many people know this, but like Donald Trump had a regular call-in on Fox and Friends in Monday on Monday morning where he would just talk about his political opinions. Did you know that? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. and so he would. That's that's like he kind of he was the super spreader of birtherism. Like he was like mm. Barack Obama was not born here. I can prove it. Show me the birth certificates, et cetera, et cetera. I need the long form birth certificate, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's like that sort of thing. And it's just, it's like, which is funny because it kind of, it kind of, you know, it kind of foreshadowed the, um, this idea that, you know, he would continue to play throughout his presidency that I will find a technicality that will make me president. You know what I mean? Like I will, I will find that, uh, I actually, they, they had, they were fraud. There were 1,000 fraudulent votes in the entire in the entire county of Maricopa, and so that means that I am still president. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will find this little technicality that'll keep me in, and it was that sort of thing too. It's like this 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 I will find a technicality that we don't have his long form birth certificate, and that will make that will make Barack Obama not actually the elected president, right? Uh, but I think a lot of things led to Donald Trump's rise, but it's like that doesn't tell us why evangelical Protestant evangelical Protestant and conservative Catholic Christians were so bent on referring to him as if he were anointed, right? And like as if he were yeah. an emissary of God who mm. was sent to heal the country and all actions against him are actions of the devil, et cetera, et cetera. Like oh, I, oh, 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 yes. pick me. I can answer yeah, this one. Ethan. I got a better answer than what I said last time. Okay, cool. So <clears throat> what is the thing that is enshrined in most American homes? A picture of the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay what is it <laughs> uh, it's the tv oh yeah, yeah yeah so if you think about the thing that americans devote most of their time energy and attention to especially uh older evangelical protestants and conservative catholics mm-hmm. it's a tv baby oh yeah it's all about the tv right who's the guy that's always on tv donald trump right he's the guy he's been on tv since i was a little boy right i remember him being on there flying in on his helicopter going hey you know, pointing and gesturing. Um, I, I don't ever remember seeing Joe Biden on TV, you know, until yeah. he was Obama's vice president. Even then he was like barely on TV, you know? Right. Um, he was always so over, about, he was always over Barack Obama's left shoulder going like this, just nodding his head. Yes, exactly. If you think about it from the perspective of, okay, we have this religious sense inside of us, right? Everybody has this. Most Americans, um, do not and cannot fathom what it means to actually live a life of virtue completely dedicated to God. Mm-hmm. They've never seen it. No one's ever instructed them in it. Um, what they can imagine is a life where they hold Christian values and are told what to do and are entertained and informed by the TV. That's that's what they can envision mm-hmm. because that's what they see every single day. Yeah. And so if you take that reality that most Americans uh, who claim to be Christian are not actually living Christian lives. 
and the fact that the number one way that people get their information is the TV, um, then it just kind of all adds up really easily that like, okay, this is the thing that I worship, if not explicitly, implicitly. Mm -hmm. And so this is the man that is saying all these things and I'm finally getting validated and everyone's getting mad at him. And so I'm just going to, you know, just like elevate him because he's, he's living this reality that I, that I have chosen to believe in, right? Like I've chosen to invest my, my faith, if you want to even call it that in Mm. what the TV is telling me. Yes. Right. And that is the, the deification, right? It's like not, people didn't look at Donald Trump and say, I'm going to worship this. Yeah. Right. They chose to start worshiping TV 30 years before. Right. And then finally this, like it all explodes in, in 2015, you know, in 2016. Sure. Or like they, they allowed, they allowed themselves to let television, they allowed television to tell them what was important. Yes. yes, And communicate what was true. And Mm -hmm. so when Donald Trump walks to St. John's Episcopal church and holds up a Bible, they go, ah, yes, the television is telling me that Donald Trump is a really good Christian. Yes. Um, the Bible was upside down. The Bible was upside down and it was really funny funny and two Corinthians. That's what I have to say about that is two Two Corinthians, Corinthians. two Corinthians, not the first, not one Corinthian. (laughs) We got two of them. We got, and frankly, they're the greatest Corinthians. Everyone knows says, it. Everybody he, tells he says me. two Corinthians. He says, you like that one, don't you? I know you like that one. It's like. <laughs> Donald John Trump giving the people what they want since, I don't know, 1888. I don't know. How old is that guy? <laughs> he's, he's pretty old. He's a pretty old guy. Okay. But this is, it's interesting that you brought up like, it's interesting that, that you brought up that people's idea of virtue is very small. The Christian vision is very small. And this right. is essentially his point why he talks about an active God. Mm-hmm. He says the Christian assumes that the world operates within an imminent frame, which mm. means in this, in imminent immediate being close to us. Yeah. Yes. Immediate being not mediated. Imminent, imminent, not imminent, imminent, uh, not violating the laws of nature and reason as humans perceive and name them. And that God, quote unquote, God is the name of the most powerful force or person at work within these limits within these limits so that's the that's the point of that's that's what that's what he's saying is like the reason why donald trump i love putting limits on god in my free time it's actually it's a, it's a great pastime but the, yeah. the the reason he's he postulates the reason why why donald trump was able to be considered god's anointed like what what his all he had to do was do a couple of nods to the christian base uh-huh. and he was able to convince them that he was a a very godly man at most, at the very least chosen by God to do a certain task. And he also, he mentions like this, this, uh, this idea that he says, he says we could only recognize a miracle of Donald Trump at all. If we were convinced that God was not somehow acting in and through every moment of history and thus had found at last quote unquote, a way in Mm. the way that the way that people would talk about Donald Trump was that finally God has found a way to finally act in the world through this guy and everyone who's acting against this guy and his pro-life agenda or whatever, and his his conservative Christian values, they are acting against, they are acting as though they are the devil. And it reminds me of, of this. Oh my gosh. I think it was one of the guys from either Hillsong or Bethel who was running for office. 
What's the difference? <laughs> he was like, he was like, oh, we're we. The Bible says that that our war is not against flesh and blood, but it's against powers and principalities. And he's like, but you know, those powers and principalities often take the form of flesh and blood. And I was like, Wait oh, great! Minute. I love I love contradicting the verse that I was quoting uh, in mm. my free time. But it's like that's the way that we think, right? It's like our war is against powers and principalities, and her name is Elizabeth Warren and Nancy Pelosi. You know what I mean? It's like that. That's mm-hmm. what we believe is like. We believe that we believe inherently, and the MAGA movement was possible because we believe this, that God only operates in the the, the little sandbox that we gave him, mm. and the most powerful thing in that framework is God, but the second most mm-hmm. powerful thing is the government. And so mm. if God really wants to act in the world, he has to act through the government, first of all. He has to yeah. act through the government. Yeah. And finally we have someone in office who will let god act through him everyone else those aren't actions of god god is not acting in the world when he causes a hurricane when a hurricane is there or when you know someone writes an impeachment inquiry that's not god acting in the world god is Mm -hmm. acting in the world when donald trump proposes his cuts 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 act and cuts our taxes right Mm -hmm. and it's it's interesting because like it's a very it's a very limiting way to look at god for instance Mm -hmm. there's a pro-life movement that i came in contact with that was talking about they're like the biggest obstacle we face is the pro-life movement in our mm. pro-life work because pro-life, the pro-life movement has become so, um, is become so policy driven that the only victories we see are the victories that are policy driven. And could you imagine if like youth ministers thought the same way? Yeah. You know, my only victory will be if they allow prayer back in L- and back in, in high schools, you know, like that'll be my victory if they, if the policy changes that I can go into a high school and minister to my teens, or if, if, uh, you know, like it would be, it would be really weird if I, if I judged the success of my ministry based on the school board. Right. But like the pro-life movement is judging its success based on whether or not Texas passes. Yeah, exactly. And they, they focus their time on, on winning over the hearts and minds of pregnant women in crisis and their husbands or boyfriends. That's what they focus on. And they Mm -hmm. save babies. Yeah. And they save babies. Yeah. Cause they're, they're like, you know, as long as as long as there's any allowance for abortion, this is a tangent. As long as there's any allowance for abortion, people will find a way. Yes, but if they don't want an abortion in the first place, they won't find a way. Exactly. So let's let's do that instead. And solve I, I the, yeah. solve the root cause. It's thinking outside of that imminent frame, though, because it it boggles right. the mind of the policy driven person. It's mm-hmm. like, but the second most powerful thing in the world is the government. So why wouldn't God want to work? Wouldn't why wouldn't He want to change the government? It's a rejection of the idea that God. God's first and foremost desires to have a relationship with you. (laughs) And, and it's a belief that God's desire is first and foremost to fix the earth. Yeah. (laughs) Um, which I don't know if you've ever read the gospels. I have a couple of times. Yeah. Jesus makes it pretty clear that he's not, he didn't come to fix the earth. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the, there's no one nation that is going to get uh, everything perfect, um, which is why like people get mad at me sometimes for being completely disconnected from politics. Like obviously, I know some things. Like I'm not completely dumb, um, and I stay up to date through limited channels through people that I trust. Yeah, but goodness gracious, you know most of the stuff that goes on. I don't care about and it's not worth my time because I know that at the end of the day, uh, God desires me to 
love my neighbor and love my country. Did you hear right? that there was a whistleblower at Facebook that told us that Facebook actually doesn't care about us? I was surprised too. There's a little screen at my work when I'm about to get on the elevator and it's like a directory, but then at the very bottom it has the business headlines and I see it sometimes in the morning. It says Facebook whistleblower and I'm like, oh, they finally installed a whistle at that Another company. one. <laughs> Another one. Um, but like you, you can love your country. You can have the virtue of patriotism and desire mm-hmm. just to, to make it more Christian without totally infiltrating the government and doing everything that way when you when you actually step back and you look at history and you realize how frequently government governments change in the grand scheme of things you realize like oh the way that america has designed its government like it's been good it's worked for the 200 fast 200 years but it's probably gonna not work for much longer you know yeah like if the earth lasts another thousand years the system that we have now is not going to continue for another thousand yeah. years i was listening like, to a podcast and they were making fun of england and Australia for the fact that they Australia has a an appoint a uh, a government position that's impo- appointed by the monarch of England of the United Kingdom and they were like oh that's so stupid blah 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 and I was like uh okay that's fine that you think that but like who are you let's, to talk about let's think about let's think about which is the better way to run a country okay right yeah option option one democracy slash republic um anybody anybody. If they get anybody, enough Twitter followers. Anybody can become the person who decides what happens. Okay. A- anybody. Anyone. All you got to do is get votes and have enough money. Mm. Um, option two, monarchy. You get born into a family where they've created a system around that family such that when you are raised, you are raised to learn how to rule. And when you are the one that rules... Ideally. 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 <laughs> and when you are the one that rules, you have a support system that is there to help you to rule. Sure. Because you're... I was reading a book the other day. You know that King Henry VIII just, like, owned everything? And, like, the kings in England back in the day, they just, like... They paid armies through their own personal fortunes. Like they Well, didn't King actually, Henry VIII owned everything because he took it from the church. Well, they, they, not King Henry VIII, but, like, all the kings before him. Like oh, the, yeah. Tudors and, and even the dynasty before the Tudors. Like the kings in England just straight up owned they were they were the wealthiest people in the country, and that's like how the government operated. Yeah. Is that the king paid for everything. Yeah. And it's just like, oh wow. When you think about it, and like taxi taxes were levied for things like wars and stuff like that, and maybe in case of famine, but like generally there were no taxes. And you're like, wait a minute. That's an interesting way to run a country. That's a really interesting way to run a country. <laughs> really and, interesting way to run I a think, country because you just teach one group of people to handle it really, really well. And obviously that can have its shortcomings, but maybe it's a little bit better than just allowing anybody to become in charge. Yeah, it's a little bit It's a little bit better, but then those people that are support system are his buddies, and then he gets right. up there and he's right. like, my and little finger is, is thicker. Cromwell. My little finger is thicker than my father's loins. He chastened yes. you with whips. I will chasten you with chasing scorpions. You with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a Rehoboam reference. We love a good Rehoboam reference. But I mean, I think, I think, I think the Bible is very the the, the Torah is very clear on like, mm-hmm. hey, don't get a king. He will multiply wives and gold and horses for himself, and he will use you. Don't um, get a king. Yeah. But what you ought to do is have a constitutional monarchy with a parliament. <laughs> But I think I think I think that, that was my first point. My second point to what you said is that um, being born into a family, therefore you get to rule. Being elected, being being uh, 
being elected by because most of the people in your town want you to be elected is really just as arbitrary just we were we were raised with the second one and so we think it's more natural yes we have to understand our own historical bias towards the things that we're familiar with and we can't just spit Mm -hmm. on historic historical forms of governance because they're simply older that's dumb and it's called historical bias and it's it's weird but we do it but anyway yeah i think but but we, we i mean we we laugh about the divine right of kings, right? We look back and we go, those guys were so awful. We laugh at the yes. popes and the bishops and how they used God, and we laugh at Caesar because he used the gods to manipulate the masses, right? So we have done precisely the opposite. We have we have managed to convince ourselves that um, liberalism was able to convince us that our government was God because it convinced us that we were the government and we love to be God. Mm-hmm. And I think what what Donald Trump was able to do was say, God, God can now act because you are God and I hear you, mm-hmm. you know, like what your personal interpretation of the Bible is, what your understanding of what justice is, what your understanding of what goodness is, mm-hmm. I hear and I will do. And I think that's how he was yeah. able to maintain his his base for so long but that was exactly why i think that he is not going to win because he hasn't done that since he's lost a lot of his support well i don't think he's going to win the presidency i do think he's going the to nomination win. the nomination I mean. you don't think he's going to win the nomination yeah because like i said bucks. he's lost his support yeah. easiest money i've ever made in my 50 life. bucks he's not going to do it he's not going to get 50 it bucks 50 bucks name another republican who is going to do it um i don't know desantis he's basically like trump but people like him he literally wow. ran in in Florida on the platform of it'll be like Trump for your governor, and I was like, oh gosh, please don't make the president my governor. That's why we have states. Uh, I had something to say, but I forgot. Whatever what you think about DeSantis, it's not good to just be like, whatever the president says, I'm gonna do it. So dumb. What I think, what I think is interesting is how is the distortion of the people are God and I'm going to listen to them because they're representing the voice of God Mm -hmm. and how, how close that is to the truth because our, our invitation is what St. Paul says. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's what we're invited to do is to renounce ourselves in every single way and allow Christ to consume us so that we live completely and totally in him and through him and with him. And that is like a pretty appealing way of life, right? Sounds good. Uh, It also sounds really hard. (laughs) And so when an alternative comes along, it's like, hey, you can be God, Mm -hmm. right? You can can determine right and wrong. Uh, You can have the knowledge of good and evil. Ring any freaking bells, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like that's that's the promise. That's the first, the the the, the uh, we actually found some pictures of the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and it looked a hell of a lot like a ballot box. I'm yes, that's really well. That's the well, and I think that's the promise that pretty much any American politician has to make its base in the current system yeah. is what you decide collectively is going to be doctrine, right? And it's it's a lot of people talk about how wokeism has a religious element these days, and how it's like there's heresy and there's orthodoxy, and 
The problem is that the orthodoxy is always changing, so at any point you could get canceled and declared excommunicated from the Church of the Woke because you're not woke enough. And it's you know, a very it's, it's a very unique and interesting take, and I love when people bring it up and talk about how, you know, it's anyway. Yeah, it's not very unique or interesting. But people talk about it all the time, but I think it's still it's still valid. It's mm-hmm. just because people say it all the time doesn't mean it's invalid. That would be a fallacy. Oh yes, it's true. But uh, I I always I always I always chuckle a little bit when people bring up, well, yes. like oh like all the wokeism nowadays. Yeah, As if but it's, it's the same thing. thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, same thing. Same thing everywhere. It's inherent in the system, is what I mean. If you, it's inherent if in the you, system. If you are, you know, on the on the right, and you listen to this, that, or the other person, um, one America News Network, whatever, and you decide that uh, you want to get vaccinated, right? It's the exact same thing, right? You you've been excommunicated. You're heterodox. Sure, yeah. You're not. You're not. And so we can see that no matter no matter where you go. Um, and if you're in the middle, then then not enough people care about you. So it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. But no matter where you go and what you do, there's going to be a politician who's going to try to manipulate the people that are their base and try to get them to believe your voice is God, your decisions are doctrine. I'm going to enact them with the force of law. <laughs> and that's that's the invitation. It's like okay, so if you're if you're if you don't have a well formed conscience, right? And you think that what you believe is right and everybody should agree with you. Someone gets up there and says, whatever you guys decide, the people who back me, I'm going to enact with the force of law with the most powerful, one of the most powerful governments that the world has ever known, right? One of the most powerful cultural forces and state forces that the world has ever seen, the American government. Then it's like, oh, I do want that, right? Like that's, that's the, the natural response is yeah. like, yes, yeah. is you, to yearn after that. Finally. Someone recognizes that I'm God, but everyone else to, is God too. So I have, I only get one God vote. Right. One God vote. We're kind of speaking in hyperbole here. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying though? I think it illustrates, I think it illustrates a good point. I, yeah. I think it's the, the two things that I, it, this, this will lead well into next week. If we do the coronavirus nice. episode next oh, week, because we're talking about COVID next week, he baby. starts, he starts, a, he coming. starts off his, his, 30 page treatise in a 80 page magazine it's like half the magazine with this discussion of how we don't elect great men and women anymore no like we don't our leaders well, are not there you know are what? no great men and women anymore let me let yeah no that's basically what he says he's like he's like i i shouldn't have said elected but it's like the great men and women don't lead us anymore mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not something that we expect no and essentially what we expect is we expect to vote for the person who agrees with us the most, which is mm-hmm. an incredibly, incredibly self-centered way of electing a president. It's the natural end of democracy. And electing like a mayor, electing a school board representative, like any of these things, it's incredibly selfish. So I kind of want to like challenge myself and our listeners to stop approaching politics that way of like, this is the person who agrees with me the most. So I'm going to elect them and like, understand that when faced, we, we should elect people that we are should, virtuous are vir- Yes. That when faced with a moral quandary, will will respond with the, the best of their wisdom and their knowledge mm-hmm. and their understanding of the situation. And they won't act perfectly and they won't, and he brings up a really interesting point about moralism and the fact that like we really shouldn't expect like there he was like there were there were people that were taking the covid deaths and like comparing them to 911 and to Pearl Harbor and it's like well those are two incredibly different situations those two situations were malicious attacks by human beings 
that could not be prevented, but could have been prevented. Um, or versus like a natural death where like people were going to die regardless of who was in charge. Right. And so it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and so you, you have this, like this, like, what if this person, what if this person and, and, and so like, how come the government didn't just stop hurricane Katrina? We have this exactly like we, we have this, we, first of all, we, we expect so little out of our leaders, but we also expect way too much out of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, we talk about, we talk about the deification of our politicians all the time, which I think is a, is a dead horse at this point. Because we under we know it's true, we do it anyway. We did a whole podcast about it. Yeah, <laughs> but I also think that we we um, we expect too little of them, and I think we also expect too little of 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 God. Um, so we we've deified our our politicians, but we also expect about as much of them as we expect of God, and that brings me back to like the imminence of God thing, right? Like looking at him as if he is the cause of only the cause of the good things in the world, and he's fighting the devil and the devil could win right like that's the devil could win and if and if america falls the devil won right it's like that's the that's the deal right it's like patrick i spoiler but devil's not gonna win no it he literally already lost i i read ahead in the in the in for the chapter for this week and it's the devil lost devil lost sorry it's uh sorry it's it's kind of the whole point of the book and (laughs) And like the the point of Cyrus being anointed is not that Cyrus was special, right? It's not that Cyrus was he's the only person in he's the only Gentile to be called the Messiah, a Messiah, right? An anointed mm-hmm. one. But that doesn't mean that he's the Messiah. Correct. You know that doesn't mean that he that doesn't mean that if Trump is like Cyrus, that means he's anointed by God singularly. I don't know if you remember that one time that Jesus was talking to this guy, Pontius Pilate. He's in the creed. You might have heard him. Um, and he's like, the only reason you have power is because my father in heaven gave you uh, power. Um, so that's true with everyone, right? That's true mm-hmm. with Donald Trump. That's true with Barack Obama. That's true with Hillary Clinton for a couple of weeks. That's true. You know, like, I don't know how long she was secretary of state. Um, I wasn't really paying attention. I think it was four years. Okay. Yeah. A couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> All right. It feels like, it. uh, four times 50 is a couple. Um, yeah, it's it's God gives us God gives us leaders for better or for worse, and I think it's a it's a it's hard to think about the fact that he allows bad leaders and has for a while, but mm-hmm. God has accounted for human failure in His plan. Yeah, He's not surprised by it, nor is He yeah. ruined by it. <laughs> Yeah, I think we just need to acknowledge that um, we get the leaders we deserve in the same way we get the priests and the bishops that we deserve. We talk about that in the church. It's the same thing is true in America is if you have a country that doesn't produce virtuous citizens and you're going to have a country that doesn't produce virtuous politicians. I'm worried that's Pelagian. And is so, that Pelagian? It's not Pelagian. We're human beings. There are there are ways to live that are excellent and there are ways to live that are not excellent. No, no, no. I mean that we get the bishops and priests we deserve and the, the leaders we deserve. I don't, I don't think we always do. Well, okay. Maybe we there we do live in a in a in a world that is governed by the by cause and effect, right? Sure, yeah. 
So that's more so what I mean. It's if like you if don't you raise, form your kids in virtue, that kid like, is not going to grow up to be a virtuous president if he's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Like what what I'm saying is what you're saying earlier is like we don't expect enough out of our leaders. We don't expect enough out of our this that and the other thing. It's like we don't expect enough out of ourselves. Like we don't like people don't believe that they actually can be powerful, Great. intelligent, dynamic, incredible people. What they are told that they are is consumers. And that's all that they are, right? Consumers of politics, consumers of entertainment, consumers of information, and that's it. And then there's yeah. no there's no anything, right? And then yeah. the actual output comes from <laughs> elsewhere in the world. We vote for so, our president the same way we submit feedback to the toll-free number on the back of our box of Stouffer's lasagna for one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yes, I do think that... My approval we, rating is through the roof, says Pillsbury Grands Rolls. Uh, a country that is not... Um, going in the right direction it's like we should i'm not shocked like this is why i just don't care (laughs) it's like it's like i've already i see what's happened right i understand what's happened over the past 30 years i've come to read and understand and learn these things and so it's like when when another politician you know we find out that they uh you know sexually harass someone it's like oh that makes sense like it's none of it is shocking anymore none of it is is like in people who are still shocked i'm like what are you smoking to be honest with you like or it's performative Yes, like how yeah. on earth are you shocked that, you know, Donald Trump did this or Andrew Cuomo did this or this famous person did this or the other thing? It's like this this is the country that we've all decided that we want to live in, just collectively. Um, one that only loves sex, money, and and power and fame. And that's all that anybody cares about. Uh, and so, like, yeah. Donald Trump did the thing, but like, I don't care that Donald Trump did the thing. It's like, what would you expect? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, really? And so it's 2024 is going to be crazy. It's going to be nasty. Um, but I just, I just don't, I just don't care because what I can do is I can continue to pray, continue to love my wife, continue to love my neighbors, try to do things like this podcast where we help people grow in virtue. Um, but that's, it's politics is not a, it's not a solution. Because we're not, heaven is not going to happen on this earth. That this earth honestly, be, like that's the that's the biggest thing when it comes to politics is like re- yes. recognizing and realizing and we accepting. have to solve climate change or else it's like well, Earth's going to fall apart uh, whether you solve climate change or not. I would I so, would love it. I would love it if my kid could go to the same beach that I went to when I was a kid and not uh, about two miles to the left. Sure, um, but hey. I mean, fix it if you can. Right. It's like we're putting all this money. Everyone's getting so riled up about. But again, like our co- about the consumerism, or, the consumerism mm-hmm. that we support and yeah. have fostered for generations is the cause of this. So yes, it's like, do you want to cut the weeds at the top? Like, do you want to cut the weeds at the top by telling me to to cut to cut my to cut my soda ring cans so mm-hmm. that turtles don't choke on them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or do you want to uh, cut it at the bottom and actually invite people to live differently? Or do you want to no ransack to Amazon? What are you talking about? We got to topple the real monarchy here, mm-hmm. which is Jeffrey Bezos. All yes. right. Jeff, 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 we're coming. Hey, Jeff, Jeff, liquidate your assets, clean up the ocean. I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Liquidate your assets, clean up the ocean. You can even How much keep the house. Take to clean up the whole ocean. Um, I'm going to say 
I don't know, but it took like $1.6 trillion to clean up the economy and then some, so it'll probably take a little hmm. bit more. <laughs> Pretty good, Patrick. Thank you. I got to go to bed soon, so we got to, I'm, I'm dying, I'm draining, so we got to do Dr. Dr. Jenny Corner, Corner quick. We got to get you some Dr. Jenny Corner quick stat. All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. Uh, cool. So this one is, is uh, this. Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, sponsored by Catholic Match. Well, thank you to Catholic Match for sponsoring another episode of The Crunch. Really appreciate it. Go to catholicmatch.com slash crunch to start your free profile. Start your free profile. It's free anyway, but if you go to... I really to, think you should sign up. A lot of people listen to this segment every single week, and they think, oh, I'm not going to sign up. Not going to sign but up. What I'm saying is, what else are you doing? You're just going to wait three months right into our dating corner, and we're going to say, you should just sign you up. You should just sign up for Catholic, Catholic Match, Match honestly. CatholicMatch.com slash crunch. Uh, follow at Catholic Match. On Instagram, on Instagram, I'm gonna be doing takeover soon. I'm gonna keep yes. plugging that until it actually happens. I'm gonna have to remember how to post on Instagram. All right, uh, let's call this uh, uh, Filipina. Filipina. I, I was trying to do Philip, but then I accidentally said a, nation, a nationality. Yeah, Filipina works better. That's better. <laughs> Filipina is a nationality. Yes. Um, Filipina. How do I respond to someone I'm not interested in? Uh, how do I respond to someone who obviously did not read my profile and simply messages me based on their picture? I've clearly indicated my preferences for an ideal partner, and more often than not, it is ignored. What does she do? How does she... What was the question? The question was, how do I respond to someone who didn't read her profile and just messages her based on her picture? Like, baby, you're so beautiful. What are you doing? On, what are you doing here I on CatholicMatch.com like slash crunch? People forget that you can just not respond. <laughs> so yeah, don't you respond. Don't have to, you don't have to say anything. You block them and don't move respond. on. Unless maybe you're thinking that there's something fresh about this guy, you know. In which case, maybe we need to let those standards go. Uh, the the Doctor Ethan Satan Corner is known for letting telling people to, to get rid of their standards. get rid of their standards. <laughs> uh. I would need more details. I don't really know. I would just say move move on. It's the internet. Uh, you look like you're reading something. I am. I. Some of these are very specific to Catholic Match. Yeah. Um, it means we don't have enough <laughs> listeners of this podcast writing in Dr. Ethan's dating. That's because I've only been to info at thecrunchcast.com. All right. Uh, should I proceed with dating him or just keep him as a friend? I'm talking to this gorgeous guy I recently met who unfortunately oh. is a Seventh Day Adventist. No. <laughs> He's also 10 years younger than me. <laughs> Whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is why we say you have to you have to put your age in. You have to mm-hmm. How old are you? You if have you're 22. To. This is awful. If you're 22, this is awful. If you're 32, it's less awful. If you're less 42, awful. If you're 42 I don't really care. I don't really care. A 30-year-old Adventist is basically the same as a 22-year-old Catholic. <laughs> uh, what would you do if you were dating a Seventh-day Adventist? Uh, break up with them and date Emma. <laughs> uh, break up with them and date Emma, Emma, first and foremost. I would I would ask them, you believe in the Trinity? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, all right, Ugh, bye. That's like See ya. Your baptism doesn't count. That's, that's your baptism wasn't real. Um, 
I think it's very challenging to date someone who doesn't believe in the Trinity. I yeah. think it's just like, that's kind of where I draw the line. It's where I draw one of the lines. <laughs> the other line is in the in the the full humanity and there's, full na- full divine. There's two nature really big lines that I draw. And the first one is the Trinity, and the second one's the incarnation. I, there's two and lines that I draw, board, and they are clearly marked by the seven ecumenical councils. <laughs> yes, um, I think there's just a progression of lines. Yes. Biggest one is is God exists. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, I, I was just fun. The second fun biggest fact. one is Trinity. Third biggest one is incarnation. Those who don't know, the seven ecumenical councils were the first, not the first seven, but they were the most important council of the church where the, the nature of the Trinity, the reality of the Trinity, the person of the Trinity and the nature of Christ were kind of hashed out. And so that's why when you see people bless, they do the finger, they do the two fingers and the three fingers together. They can't see you, Patrick. They, I know, but you can. So they take their, they take their pinky and their ring finger with their thumb and they put their, their pointer and their middle finger together and they bless like that. Because the two fingers represent the, the divinity and humanity of Christ, and the three fingers together represent the Trinity. And those are the I two. See. Those are the two things that you have to believe to be a Christian. Uh, yeah. So if you're dating a Seventh Day Adventist, bad news: you're not dating a Christian. Sucks. Wah, wah, wah. It's okay. You can do better uh, next time. Thank you for writing yeah. in <laughs> Doctor Who's Dating Corner. Remember, you at the very least, nothing. Remember, at the very least, they have to be. Say it with me: baptized and breathing. Breathing. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know who puts those breath in those lungs? The Holy Spirit. It's your breath in my lungs. My lungs. <laughs> All right. That song is go never in my key. Oh, I'm so excited to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, me too. This is good. Yeah, I guess we'll do the same thing again next week, huh? Same bad time, same bad channel. We'll do the same we'll do the same thing in roughly five days. I know, I can't wait. It's gonna be great. Mm. Very excited. I hope you're always listening to this early in the morning because that yawn probably made them really tired and maybe they you know, swerved on the road or something. Watch out, don't hit that super. <laughs> Safety. That's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> um, I guess this is time for me to say, to drive away and say goodbye in French. So I guess I'll say adieu, Baru. Au revoir. What's adieu? I don't, I don't know. Au revoir is something, is a different language. Adieu is goodbye in French. Au revoir is definitely French. Hmm. Uh, au jus, what is that? Adieu. Beef au jus is a sauce. <laughs> no, A D I E U. Adieu. Oh, bless you. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I hate this podcast. <laughs> au jus is, a, uh, is basically a thin gravy. No. Yeah. So No, you're being obtuse. Gravy to you too. You're being obtuse. I thought there was au jus. <laughs> A Jew means goodbye. I just typed it in. In what language? I'll finish in. That's German. Um, I know. Come a on, that is... you're being obtuse. I thought it was a Jew. That's hilarious. I'm not laughing, dude. It's that's such I'm... good. That's such good banter. Gosh, man. You can't. You can't. You can't reflect on your banter. If I if I heard that in a sitcom, I would think it was funny. I would. I would reference it with Teresa all the time. I think there's a lot of things that we say that would be funny in a sitcom. Catholic TV. I know you're listening. Listen, you you've been you've been you've been teasing us for years. I was a friend of mine. My 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 boss and I were talking, and a parishioner said something about youth ministry that I thought was very obtuse. And uh, I started I started 
like kind of like ranting about it and he was like i appreciate your wit and i was like what a way to end a sentence <laughs> which is a reference to a sitcom ah um where one of the characters goes todd you're great you're great but and he goes what a way to end a sentence <laughs> and i love that patrick do you have anything else for the people stop being a consumer put down that sandwich Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and I'll see you. <laughs> Welcome to the Sleepcast. Next week.